Hey, welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. And our guest today, Mark Macy, author of Spirit Faces. Thank you very much for being with us today. So, my, my pleasure. You're so, welcome. Mark, you know um, um, Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon? Mm-hmm. Johnny Carson, I don't believe, would have gone anywhere where he went is uh, famous or whatever without Ed McMahon. They were part of a team. And I just want to say, you're the Ed McMahon. You have that kind of power. Ah. So you can study that and figure that, but that's all around you, and it's the same thing. You are tremendous support. Whatever project or person or thing you get behind, you can enhance that tremendously. That's interesting you would say that. Before I was even involved in this work, before I got sick back in the 70s, I was working, and a fellow in the next office was uh he meditated a lot and he uh he was involved in silver mind control which is a, a kind of a good way to establish intuition and a higher consciousness yep. and he told me that uh i was my destiny was kind of like the power behind the throne just the, the, kind of the support or the edmund what you said the edmund yep. that sort of personality that's true you're phenomenally gifted in that position huh. interesting that's the second time I've heard that. Thank you. It's true. He wants you to tell some stories. You want me to tell some stories? Yes, we sure do. Well, let's see. Let's see. When I was a kid, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was born in a log cabin. <laughs> let's see. Uh, I guess my first uh, trip, when I was pretty skeptical of all this, I ran into a fellow named George Meek at a conference, and he was considered to be like the father of ITC. Uh, he told me that his wife had died the previous year, and shortly after she got settled in, she sent George a letter from the other side through a computer in Europe while George was home in North Carolina. And she also sent George a picture of the paradise world that she was living in now, just incredible. And uh, mm, so yeah. he, uh, he said, you know, I was just... Over, overwhelmed by the information he was giving me about the other side. He said, well, that's nothing, Mark. You should see what the researchers in Europe are doing. So I went to Europe, and I visited a couple in Luxembourg. And when I went into their uh, laboratory, they had a an old green screen computer terminal uh, running on MS-DOS way back in, uh, I think it was the early 90s. It was the early 90s. And... Um, there was a message that had just shown up on the screen. It was it was from a 19th century chemist named Henry Sinclair Deville, who uh, was a fairly well-known 19th century scientist. He made aluminum useful in industry. And anyway, he said that he was part of the spirit group working with this couple, and he welcomed me by name to the to lab to the laboratory in Luxembourg, and uh, told me to convey my greetings to George Meek when I got home. Oh. And so Isn't that, that, was, something? that, that, that was my introduction to this work. That just <laughs> floored you, didn't it? You just like looked at it with your jaw dropped going, wow. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know whether to even believe it or not at the time. But then <laughs> That I, old noodle of yours gets in your way, doesn't it? It sure does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's an that's a invitation. You got one of those uh, personal invitations that's there. That's right. So what <laughs> kind of right. stories are they telling about what life is like on the other side? It's amazing. They, um, the most amazing story of all, 
well, well, first of all, they've, they've explained what life is like in this paradise world where most of us wind up after we die. Yep. Uh, as you were saying, we carry a lot of our patterns with us to the next life. And as long as we're basically a decent human being and we like people and uh, have love and general trust of humanity and... Yes, and not killing people at the mall. Yes. Then, then we wind up in this paradise world where life is... It's like it was on Earth, but much, much nicer. They say they can see colors far beyond anything we can even imagine. That they don't like even fun. exist on Earth. Right, exactly. Yes. And But the most amazing thing they've told us goes far beyond this paradise world. Uh, they, the, there are a group of seven ethereal beings or angels who have worked with us through this equipment. And they said they've followed our world for tens of thousands of years. And they can trace our... Uh, or, or earliest origins back to a planet called Marduk uh, that was inhabited by superhuman beings. It was a paradise world. It was also called Eden. And uh, these superhuman beings had colonized the Earth back hundreds of thousands of years ago. Mm -hmm. And they blew up their planet. Their technology got out of hand, and they destroyed their planet. Whoop. And, yeah, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it all is left now is an asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. But the people, uh, these superhumans that were now stranded on Earth, were the last living Edenites. I wonder and, if that's where the Garden of Eden came from. Exactly. And it's also where you and I came from. They said that they uh, had a... The ethereal beings said that these superhumans had a difficult time adjusting to this very rugged ecosystem, so they crossbred with the very primitive humans who were native to Earth, and that's the fall of man from, from the grace in the Garden of Eden, and that's also where we came from, where were the crossbreed uh, results of this interbreeding between the godlike beings from Marduk or Eden and the animal-like humans from Earth, and that's why we... We're kind of a schizophrenic species today. There's part of us that wants to love everybody. We want to feel one with everything, and we want to go out and protect the environment and love all animals and plants. There's another part of us, the animal side, that wants to go out into the ecosystem and kill animals because it stirs up certain patterns of behavior that we had as animals. So that seems to be why we have this dual nature, and that's the most amazing thing that they've told us. Interesting. Sort of like part of its dark, part of its light. Yes, the dark and the light, the God yes. and the animal. That's, uh... you, you know, I heard when the gods, so to speak, and there's lesser gods than the great God, of course, but when the beings of much higher powers came down, part of the problem they had is they got... Uh, I would say lustfully in other ways attached to the animals or the animal people down here and that got them stuck into a lower vibration you know I, I've heard that too and I, I'm hoping that as ITC advances in the coming years they'll be able to put all the puzzle pieces together and give us a really clear picture of exactly what happened back those many thousands of years ago and uh, so we really really have a good idea of who we are Yes, as, as long as it resonates with us, you know, that plus resonating with us gets to be a solid, like that's solid, like faith can be solid. But, you know, let's say they find the truth, and, and uh, numbers of us will recognize it as truth, and then it will get established stronger and stronger. But you can't just cold, scientifically so-called prove the truth and not have people... 
connect and actually believe on a level other than just intellectual belief, but something in them knows it's true, that's what glues it into our consciousness where we catch on and then massively change our approach. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. And our guest today, Mark Macy, author of Spirit Faces, a man who takes pictures of the land of spirit. you have any other stories you'd like to share? Oh, let's see. Um, While you're thinking... Like, like even some that you've taken pictures with and, and things that you saw or, you know, anything like that? Oh, sure. There was a, a woman named Debbie whose husband had died uh, just a few weeks before she contacted me. And uh, uh, she said that she and her husband, John, had talked about the afterlife, and they were believers, but there was something now. She was devastated, and she needed something. So that summer, I gave a workshop at the Edgar Casey Center in New York City. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, she attended, Debbie attended, and when I took a series of pictures of her, most of them came out real clear, but one of them had her husband, John, superimposed very clearly at her throat. Ah. I bet that was nice for her to see, huh? It was really reassuring, yeah. she um, that, that was really important. She's become a, a good close friend of ours. And uh, uh, just, yeah, it, it was a life-changing experience for her, something she needed a lot. And that's, that's the beauty of ITC. It provides um, just, uh, a lot of uh, gratification that we need, I guess. Yeah. Now, I would imagine these pictures uh, bear pictures uh, or bear results of a number of things. One of them would be dead loved ones. One of them would be spirit guides that are there always watching over us. And I would imagine there would also be some uh, beings that are attached that should be moving on and haven't. Have you run into that some, too? Absolutely. Uh, there are about nine luminators in the world right now, and most of them are used for, by therapists. And uh, most of the pictures they get, as a matter of fact, are entities who are attached. And the therapists help release the entities and move them uh, with their guides. They help move them on to a a nicer place where they belong. And for my intentions, my spirit team typically uh, brings in the loved ones and the guides of the people who are uh, posing for pictures. But occasionally... We do get the entities who are attached, and uh, they do show up. So let's just give uh, give you and the audience an idea of why the attached entity would be clinging on to you, and there's a gazillion reasons, but here's an idea. If you have, for instance, an addiction to, say, cigarettes, or God knows anything else, but addictions tend to do what we call put holes in our aura, In other words, we can't just put the cigarette down and walk away and not care. So that addiction causes us to have what we call a hole in our aura. And through that hole, entities that also have an addiction to the cigarette 
have died and haven't been able to leave earth because that addiction keeps them earthbound it's sort of like they come into your aura to suck that cigarette energy to get their hit their off high. of you yes now this can be an emotional attach attachment or addiction like you're constantly angry or it can be a physical addiction, a spiritual addiction. These different things causes holes in our aura, and then these entities can come in. That's true. I found that to be very true. Yes. So, so you know, some of these uh, can come in just because you have a strong, uh, kind, um, you know, here, anybody who's in need, I'll help you, and they feel... Uh, scattered, you know, they're earthbound. They passed away. They don't. They haven't gone to the light yet. They don't know what they're doing yet. So some of them will attach to you simply to drain your force field if you're too giving and too kind, without uh, boundaries properly. So that's another way they come. Uh, and also, let's say you go into uh, an unrestful. A uh, graveyard, or where people were slaughtered, like in in Hawaii, there's one called Eo Valley in Maui. I walk in there, I get two miles from it, and I start getting sick. I go into it, and I get really sick. I have to get out of there because of the massacre Kamehameha did to the Maui uh, tribes that were there a couple hundred years ago. So it's saturated there, and. Um, you know that's a reality. Those, yeah, they're they're lost souls that are just still angry. They're still yeah, they're still angry. They haven't released it. They haven't moved on. Although you know we've been here for 17 years or 15 years or something in Hawaii, it's lesser than it was. So you know some of the prayers and and some of the uh, maybe elevation of the earth and mankind's help there has released some of it in the last 15 years. I've noticed. Yeah, that's uh, the, the beauty of the uh, Luminator and the accompanying pictures is that there are a lot of people who are skeptical. They think this is just an abstract uh, or uh, a myth, the idea of attached entities and ghosts. Right. But that you can see there's real solid evidence of this, uh, so you know that it's for real. And uh, the power of prayer is incredible. You can, uh, when you pray for these beings, you can send light to their world. And the people who are in mission, doing mission work from the finer realms of spirit. Uh, they're always down there trying to help these people who are lost. And sometimes these people are stuck in patterns. They can't see these helpers around them. But when we pray, it kind of opens things up and loosens it up so they can be taken to the finer place. Nice. I bet uh, it was a tremendous help to Debbie to, on a grounded level, see her ex-husband and know that he, everything's okay with him, right? Very. Yeah, it was very reassuring uh, to her. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so that's a valuable gift. You know, generally speaking, unless souls have really been uh, scums, <laughs> of which we have plenty of those floating around the earth, you know, if they've been a real rotten person, then they aren't going to a pretty place when they leave. But, you know, the majority of people, I think, are reasonable people. I mean, they're not perfect, but none of us are. And so when they die, you know, you can pretty much know that they're moving to a better place. You know, people on Earth think that Earth is the ultimate reality, and it's so much not. And you can so much know that, you know, your loved ones that have moved on have gone on, to, they've gone home. 
you know, in their soul, their home. They're like finally at peace at home. And that's a great place to go. It is. They've told us that, but it's like it is It is going home. In fact, there's a lot of times there's a big homecoming celebration for yes. them when they cross over. People, the post, the, the mailman who used to deliver their mail, the storekeeper down the street, <laughs> their, their parents, their family who have preceded them in death, they're all waiting there just to have a huge celebration sometimes. Yeah. You know, I know people that... Uh, see uh, pictures of things in crystals and clouds in the nature one of the first psychic ladies I ever went to an old old lady she would take pictures and she would show you all the spirit faces in in the foliage and I mean they were just as good a face as a regular photograph of a person and I was absolutely amazed actually we took pictures of our one kitty and when he was a baby there was spirit energy all around him all the pictures all the pictures you're, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber, our guest Mark Macy of uh, the book Spirit Faces. We'll be right back. 